1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. Today we're talking Mets baseball, and we bring in our Mets reporter, Anthony DiComo, for MLB.com. Anthony, the Mets announced they are reuniting with former GM Omar Minaya as a special assistant to Sandy Alderson. What can Minaya bring to the table in this role?
0: Well, from a baseball perspective, I I think Omar Minaya is well-regarded and has been really for decades as a talent evaluator. Uh, He came up as a scout and is a very traditional minded scout, which is something the analytics bent front office doesn't have a, a ton of, not certainly not a ton of, of people with Omar's experience. So he brings that, he brings decades of experience scouting and developing players. I think a lot of people would say he did a great job uh, developing uh, the Mets teams. when He was GM. A lot of the players who wound up being on the pennant winning team that went to the World Series in 2015 were guys that Omar had drafted or guys that Omar signed as, as 16-year-old free agents out of the Dominican Republic or Venezuela, um, guys that came up through the system and drafted and developing. So he has a wealth of experience in that arena. Now, of course, it is an interesting hire because he's essentially now working under the person who replaced him in 2010. Um, it wasn't all gravy for Omar Minaya when he was here the first time. Uh, there were peaks. There were also valleys. Um, a couple of collapses in 2007 and 2008. And then a couple of fourth place finishes in 2009 and 2010 kind of sealed his tenure at the time. So um, there's obviously potential for a little bit of awkwardness. It would be like going back and, and, um, you know, going back to an organization that essentially fired you seven years earlier. Um, But I don't think anyone denies what Omar can bring to the table in terms of that scouting and development. And you look at the Mets front office now with him. With Sandy Alderson, with J.P. Ricciardi, who is a former general manager, with the Blue Jays, and John Ricco, who is the assistant GM and has been for a long, long time now, Um, there is a wealth of experience in this front office. They certainly don't lack in that arena, and Omar is just another cog in that machine now.
1: Well you mentioned that he's had ups and downs with the organization. I think overall if you're looking at it from, you know, a standpoint of whether it was successful or not, at least the players who have had success there have, you know, uh, been a result of, you know, Omar Minaya's regime whether it was drafting or developing a lot of those players who were instrumental to this team, but why not bring in new blood? Why bring somebody back who's already been in the organization rather than somebody new?
0: Well, I, th- I think, you know, you have to go to the top. Omar Minaya has had a longstanding standing Good relationship with the Wilpon family. Um, Certainly, they've been in contact throughout the past years. Uh, I'm not sure they ever really got out of contact. And I think he's a well liked, gregarious guy. So, given all of that, um, you know, as long as Sandy Ellison and and the people who are sitting in those chairs up there aren't opposed to it, uh, that would be the reason why. And the other thing is, as I mentioned, um, you know, the game today skews so much toward one type of of evaluator towards these highly um, educated guys who are are very bent on analytics and see the game through that prism. And Omar Minaya is is the opposite. His roots are in scouting. His roots are in traditional scouting. His roots um, go way back to the 1980s and, you know, really doing it at at a grassroots level. So I think he brings that bit of diversity just in terms of his knowledge base that he can bring. To the front office, and those are the reasons why I would say the the organization is going in that direction, as opposed to maybe bringing someone from completely outside the organization in and um, and starting fresh.
1: All right. Let's talk about the Mets' current GM, Sandy Alderson. He's given a contract extension. He's been the Mets' GM, like you mentioned, since 2010. Uh, replaced Omar Minaya. He was responsible uh, for some big names being in Queens, guys like Noah Syndergaard, Joanna Cespedes. Why should fans be excited that Sandy Alderson is still remains there to be their GM?
0: Well, Sandy Alderson called it unfinished business on on the press release, and really, this was this was something that had been decided way back in september um you know it was clear for months that sandy alderson was coming back uh i think the question is not whether Mets fans should be excited because i think by and large um you know the team has had a decent amount of success under him uh despite some limitations with their payrolls and and other factors i think the question is how long is sandy alderson going to do it now um you know he's 70 years old uh, I, I have an inkling that if the Mets had gone and won it all in 2015, he might have retired then and there. But they didn't, and, and, and like I said, his quote was unfinished business. So, does he want to do this for one more year? Does he want to do this for two more years? Um, does he want to do this until the Mets make another deep run, maybe win it all? We'll see. Uh, he and the team were very have been very coy about what his future is. Um, they we're pretty adamant in not releasing the terms of this contract. We don't know how long it was for, and it seems uh, to people in the organization like they may be going year to year at this point with Sandy Ellison as GM. Um, certainly there is a lot of work for him still to be done, but this is also the same guy who brought the Mets back all the way back to the World Series in 2015, so there's certainly optimistic about what he can do. Uh, interesting situation, and I'm, I'm curious to see how long really he is He is the general manager.
1: All right. We'll definitely continue to monitor that. Mets continue to monitor the free agent market for a first baseman who can then also play some outfield. Matt Adams signed with the Nationals, so he's obviously no longer an option. They were taking a look at Adrian Gonzalez, who is DFA by the Braves. What's the likelihood he plays in Queens?
0: I don't think it's super likely. I don't think the Mets would be looking at him if if it wasn't a situation where the Dodgers and the Braves are paying pretty much all of his salary and, and any team that signs him would only be on the hook for the major league minimum. So that being the case, you look at him and you say, okay, this guy's four or five time all-star um, gold glove winner. Uh, obviously had a, had a long successful career. Uh, but you also have to look at the more recent Adrian Gonzalez had a sub 300 on base percentage last year. A uh, lot of injuries, um, some discontent within the Dodgers clubhouse. Uh, so taking all of that in and, and looking at other options that are still out there, whether it's an Adam Lind or Logan Morrison, Uh, If you're the Mets, do you say, okay, we're just going to sign this guy and and hope that at age 36 he can rebound and he can come back and be a productive player? Uh, I think it makes more sense to go in another direction. Now, it wouldn't shock me if the Mets go and trade for Adrian Gonzalez because they don't want to commit long-term to anyone at that position. They still have very high hopes for Dominic Smith, and they don't want to block Dominic Smith. So signing someone like Gonzalez to a – Major League minimum deal, if they wind up cutting bait in May, it would be no great loss. So that would be the benefit. Um, But I'm just not sure how much upside there is left in Gonzalez's game at this point at age 36, and given all that, I'm not sure if that is the move that the Mets will ultimately make.
1: All right. The trade market seems to have some second basemen the Mets could target. Even though Ian Kinsler, who was on their radar, went to the Angels, there are several names out there that the Mets could swing. Who, in your mind, is the best fit for them?
0: Well, the best fit is probably... You know, I would say like a Josh Harrison of the Pirates is a name that keeps coming up. Um, He's a guy who can not only play second base, but also third base, also outfield. That's the type of versatility that the Mets love. Um, Problem is, a guy like Josh Harrison is going to be very expensive in terms of prospects. And the Mets, in addition to having kind of a low budget of money they can spend on the 2018 payroll, they don't have a lot of prospects that are desirable to other teams right now. Um, So it it would be a difficult sell for the Pirates, just as it would be difficult um, to get, say, a Cesar Hernandez from the Phillies. Uh, The one guy who seems a little more attainable is Jason Kipnis from the Indians, and maybe that does still unfold. Now, there's a chance that none of these unfold is 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 a chance, excuse me, that the Mets just cannot swing a trade for a second baseman. In that case, you're probably looking at, Uh, Jose Reyes coming back and playing second. He has made it very clear that he wants to come back and he wants to play New York. The Mets have have sent out indications that they're okay with looking in that direction, and uh, and that's something that wouldn't really unfold until January once the Mets have exhausted their options on the trade market. But it would not surprise me one bit to see the Mets um, essentially no-go on all of these trades and wind up with Reyes at second base. Again, uh, limited budget to work with this winter, so if you can get a guy who will only cost you a few million dollars as a starting position player, it, it's something that the Mets have to look long and hard at.
1: All right, as we head into the holiday season, give me one thing on the top of the Mets' holiday wish list. Maybe it's that Noah Syndergaard and Mr. Met finally repair their relationship and become best friends <laughs> because we've seen some animosity between the two of them, or uh, maybe it's getting back to the playoffs. What do you think is the one thing that's at the very, very top of their holiday wish list?
0: Yeah, well, well, you know, it's the old chemistry in the clubhouse versus winning. at the chicken and the egg, which breeds what. Right? I have a feeling if the Mets wind up uh, going out and winning ninety-five games this year, that that Mister Met and Noah Syndergaard will be best friends again. <laughs>
1: yeah. But,
0: but um, look, it, it's it's all about health for this team. If this team, if the Mets could wish for one thing, it would be that this rotation of Noah Syndergaard and Jacob Degrom and Matt Harvey, really those three specifically, stay healthy for a full season. Because if they do. If you get those three guys healthy, and you could obviously throw Steven Madden to that Knicks and Zach Wheeler. Um, but if this rotation and the guys at the top of it are healthy, I don't think anyone doubts that this team can compete. And if they're not, I don't think anyone doubts that this team's going to be in big, big trouble. So if you're unwrapping those presents under the tree as, as, as Sandy Alderson and Nikki Calloway and everyone in charge with the Mets, that's what you want. You want a team that can, after years of injuries and injuries and injuries, I can stay healthy throughout 2018.
1: All right, sounds good. That's going to do it for MLB.com Extras, talking Mets baseball. Thank you so much, Anthony. Happy holidays, happy new year, and we'll talk to you in 2018.
0: Okay, Merry Christmas.